Well, is everybody doing good this morning? Man, yes, awesome. A little bit, a little bit of a interaction this morning. Fantastic. Well, welcome to uh, again to Celebration Church. We're so glad that you chose to be with us. There are so many wonderful churches in this city, and we are thankful that you chose to uh, to come and celebrate life and celebrate Jesus with us this morning. Um, before we get going into the Word, I just want to remind you of a few things. First off, if you've not been with us before, then you'll find this wonderful little colorful. Uh, brochure-like thing. We call it a bulletin. It's got the notes in it. It's got some information about us on the back and some of the happenings that are going to be going on this week. But uh, what I want to point your attention to is this little flap. There's this little flap all by itself. It's perforated and you can fill it out and pull it off. And uh, you can, uh, if this is your first time with us or you've kind of been flying below the radar, kind of going incognito and uh, not letting us know about you yet, if, if you would fill one of these out and exchange it on the way out for this little popcorn box. And in that popcorn box is going to have a, so a little bit of information about who we are, and it's going to have some microwave popcorn, get you some nibblies, and it's going to have a, should have a $5 Sonic card in there so that you can party on us at happy hour there at Sonic all week long. So it's my wife likes to say party, and so she likes that word, so she makes me say that no but you can enjoy happy hours you can get your lime slush or you can have your um your favorite tasty beverage there at sonic um on us all week long we just appreciate you being here also if you have any prayer requests or any of that kind of stuff that is on the back of that if you would just fill that out then i pray over those and believe god with you for answers to those and you can just slip those in the little offering boxes on the way out also, if, uh, if this is your first time with us, you're still checking us out, then there's no pressure to give. But those who are called as home and have connected with us, then the opportunity to, to give every week is there. And then we have two little boxes stationed as you go out. And you just slide it in the top of that little box. And we so gratefully appreciate that. And I pray blessings on your lives for that. Um, also, I need to let you know that uh, um, next Tuesday, not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday, we're going to be having another men's lunch at the, uh, the Village Cafe, and we'd love to see you there. Also, we're going to be having a baptismal service. We've seen a lot of people make decisions for Christ and get connected. And maybe you've just never chosen to do the public declaration of your faith in Christ through baptism. And you would like to do that, and we'd be honored for you to do that with us. And we're going to be doing that on uh, November the 29th on a 630 uh, service there at uh, Christian Church of San Angelo. They are incredibly gracious with their facilities and let us use that. And we'll have uh, more information on where that's located. But that's coming up on the 29th. And so if you're interested in that, just there's also a place on the little back of your little the bulletin flap that you can say, hey, I'm interested in baptism, and we can get you some more information and contact you and let you know what all is involved on that. And then the last thing is to be sure and read the back of your bulletin. If you're new with us, this kind of gives you an idea of who we are and what we're about, and it also has a, the goings-on every week. And you can check out our website and check out our church blog. Then we, as we're reading through the Bible together, then, uh, then I make some comments 
every day on our church blog so that you can, uh, as you're reading together, and then you can ask questions of me if you're like, hey, Pastor Brandon, I read this. I don't understand this. Help me out. Then um, I'll be happy to answer you and get back with you, and we want to grow in this together. So this week we are starting a new series together, and we're going to be in this for the next three weeks, and we're just simply titled it Thanks. And it's simply about that. It's simply about what the Bible has to say about being thankful. And I know where this is coming up into Thanksgiving and so easy that this is a a wonderful holiday, especially for us as Americans, that we establish way back in our heritage this time of giving thanks to God. And if we're not careful, we get bumped over. It gets jumped. It's like as soon as Halloween's over, now it's Christmas. It's full on. And Thanksgiving kind of gets like lost in the hubbub and whatnot. And we just want to, in the next few weeks, just begin to just really look at this and what it means to be thankful. And this first part, we're going to be looking at thank you, God. Just simply expressing gratitude towards God. Of course, this is what we're living in West Texas. This is the fall. It's November. So the whole deer hunting that's deer season is 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 full on and and uh anyways i totally enjoy enjoy hunting if you're one of these people that's anti-hunting don't don't worry i don't practice shoot and release Um, we actually keep the deer and and use them to feed our family and to it's you know we don't just are out there to just hurt bambi um but we very much enjoy the uh the sport of hunting. And you may or may not think that this is a kind of age-appropriate thing, but in the Clark household, I make you wait until you're eight years old to get your first deer. And so I know that, so the, the, uh, I know that, that uh, the older I get, the younger and younger that that sounds, especially since Lulu is eight. And I'm like, oh, Lyndon, my little girly girl out there with a gun and shooting stuff it's just maybe eight years old wasn't the the best age to to have set but you know i I made them wait till eight well a couple of years ago in 2007 weston was eight our middle boy was eight years old and it was time for him to get go out on his first hunt and get his first deer and we had this nice little kid rifle this little 223 we went out to the range and shot it man he was just shooting good and we went out there to, uh, to, this, uh, to this ranch, and uh, this guy had done a, a real special thing and had invited uh, four sets of father and sons. And they were, all three of the sons were buddies of Weston, and all four boys had not ever got a deer before. So this was this big, this big event that all four boys were going to go out and get their, get their first deer. And Weston, had, you know, he was the youngest of the group. And so, and these boys are boys, and they're athletic, and they're competitive, and so there was just this thing. They were already talking about who's going to get the biggest one and all that. I mean, just regular, you know, guy stuff at, you know, eight, nine years old. And uh, so we go out there, and we get in this, get in the blind and get ready to, to hunt, and yeah, it's real humane. We throw out corn on the ground and wait for them to come eat it and while they're not paying attention uh, we shoot them, and uh, <laughs> so it sounds less and less sporting as I talk about it. 
So uh, anyways, but there was, you know, we wanted them to stay still. You know, Weston would get the whole buck fever thing and begin to shake. And, and so we, we got out there. And sure enough, this nice, this nice doe comes in, comes in on the right side of the fever. And I'm telling you, it's like just stood there and just said, please, please shoot me, guy. And just, we just waited. So Weston lined up, went there to do it. And was just shaking. He had to come back and get set up again multiple times. And finally, he held it, squeezed off, and boom, there goes the deer. And uh, it was this wonderful moment. And then I look over at Weston, and I'm telling you, I kid you not, this is not something the preacher made up. I'm telling you, this is his exact reaction to his first deer. And he sits there, he shoots the deer. And he, he's holding the rifle, and he just begins to slump over, and he's just start. I just see their tears coming down. And I'm like, well, if you know Weston, he's super tender-hearted, And I'm thinking he's, like, feeling bad for this animal. <laughs> and so, and I'm like, oh, what have I done? Did I force him into this? Have I wounded my child? You know, and then he's just sitting there, and then he begins to speak, and he's just sitting there crying, and he goes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I am not kidding. These were the next words out of his mouth. You are worthy to be praised. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm telling you, we had church in deer blind. Right there. He was shaking, and that was what he did. Thank you, Jesus. You are worthy to be praised. And I was like, ah, that is awesome. Then I'm getting all tearied up, and it's just this great father-son moment. And he was... He had been so concerned that he was going to be the only one that didn't get a deer. And he had sat there and he'd been praying that God would help him to steady himself and he would shoot. And as soon as that, boom, as soon as that victory for him came, just he was just overwhelmed with gratitude. And it wasn't, whoa, did you see that, Dad? I dropped it. Oh, man, I'm a great shot. It wasn't any of that. It was me. He didn't take any credit for it. He immediately just began to buzz forth into thanks to God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. And you are worthy to be praised. You go back at the deer camp, and that was not the story they were anticipating hearing. And uh, it was just so awesome. But you know what? When we think about all that God has done for us, a huge thank you, God should simply just come flying out of our hearts. It ought to be something that is spontaneous. When we begin to, to really meditate on how dead in our sins we were and how alive in Christ we are now, thank you God ought to be on our lips every day. When our eyes pop open, there ought to be this thank you God. There ought to be something that just, this gratitude that he really is worthy to be praised that god really is that awesome and that ought to come flying up out of our hearts first Corinth, first chronicles sixteen thirty four says give thanks to the lord for he is good his love endures forever we should give thanks to god because he's good to us and his love endures forever. It doesn't run out. We don't find the end of his love. His love endures forever. See, thankfulness and keeping thankfulness in our hearts, it's vital for keeping our hearts 
open to God. As soon as we quit being thankful for what God is doing in our lives and wants to do in our lives, we begin to shut down and stop growing. I tell you what, you, we see people when they immediately, they, they've been away from God and they, they, they make a decision and receive Christ. We call that getting, getting saved. They get, that death was there and they get removed from that. They get, they get saved. And there is this gratitude that's just all over them. They recognize it. God set somebody free from some sort of addiction or some sort of pain or whatnot. There's this gratitude that's on them. And we see immediately... As that gratitude stays, this accelerated growth in God in their lives. And so many times a lot of us think, man, I, I wish I could have that again. You don't have to have that, that altar moment. You don't have to have that, that place again where you, you have that, uh, that salvation experience all over again. We just have to begin to be grateful again. We begin to say, God, I don't deserve this, but you do it for me anyways. And that is incredible. I don't understand it. I can't wrap my mind around it. But God, I am so thankful for it. And as we are thankful for what God is doing and wants to do in our lives, I'm telling you, our growth in Him, that move forward quotient, it just goes up. But you want a flat line or go down? You just back off the gratitude and the as we begin to be thankful for what God is doing, it is like this valve that controls our growth. With God, Psalm 100 verse 4 says, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It's not that all circumstances are God's will for you. Because we know there are things that aren't God's will. So it's not that give thanks for him because that's his will for you. That's what it happened. It's his will. So thank him for it. No. It's giving thanks. Staying grateful all the time. That is what is God's will for us. We stay grateful. We stay knowing that he has only got good in store for us. And I'm telling you. When we're in the ugly. Then we're not going to. Be, turn God off. And when we're in times of good, we're not going to take credit for it. I'm telling you, you want to stop that upward growth? Begin to take a little bit of credit for it. We know, brother, how are you, you, know, how are you growing so much in God? Well, I read all the time. I read the Bible all the time. I do this all the time. I do this. I, 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 I. And you start taking credit for what God is doing in your life. And I'm telling you, it's going to pull it out. You say, man... I'm just so thankful that God loved me, and I just, I just can't get enough of that. I'm just so grateful for what God has done in my life, and we keep that going in our lives. Romans 1.21 says, For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him. They knew God. They knew God. But they didn't glorify Him as God nor did they give thanks to him. But their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. You don't glorify God or thank God and all of a sudden just your thinking, your whole rationale processes become futile, become pointless. It's like trying to ride a bicycle and the chain's not connected. You just... 
It's futile. You, yeah, the stuff's happening, but you ain't going anywhere. It's pointless. It's futile. There's no reason for it. So when we look, begin to look at this and say, okay, well, thanks ought to be coming out of my, my heart towards God. But how do I express? How do we express our thanks to God? How do we do that? Brandon, I'm new to this whole Christian thing. I'm new to this whole God loves me and, and I love God. How, how do I deal with this? How, how do I, do I write God a thank you note? I mean, what do I do? How do I express my thanks to God? And there are a lot of different ways to express, express gratitude. We had a, a unique expression of gratitude for life yesterday. Five years ago, my dad was in the hospital, had this horrible heart condition, this infection that had attacked his heart, and it was ugly. I mean, it was, let's make sure the wheel's good. Brandon, come to the hospital. I'm going to tell you about all this stuff. The doctors are like, this is serious. This, this may not go. The, the survival rate was very, very slim. And it was a scary, scary moment for our family. Thank God my dad recovered. And it was a long recovery. It was a long time before he got full function of his heart back and was able to move good. And he hobbled around. That was five years ago, and we saw God just continually bring this restorative process and just this gratitude that my dad was still around and still in my life and still in our lives and had enough energy to begin to do things, and it was so different. And we ran across this thing called an adventure race. And this, this, uh, and my, we liked the outdoors and wanted to do th- these kinds of things. And I mentioned to my dad back in February that I'd run across this adventure race. And... Uh, he said that he wanted to do it. So he talked to his doctor and told his doctor, his heart doctor, he said, we well, want to do this adventure race. It's going to be 15 miles of mountain biking and six miles of walking up and down in the hill country on trails and then two miles of kayaking plus all of these other stuff. Can I do this? And the doctor said, are you crazy? Didn't tell him no, just ask him, are you crazy? And left it at that. So we signed up. <laughs> and we did it yesterday. And my dad and me and my two older boys, Keenan and Weston, we were out there at Rock Springs, Texas, and we finished the adventure race. You had eight hours to do it in. We finished seven hours and 42 minutes. We didn't hit every checkpoint to fully complete a leg. You had to get one checkpoint per leg, and there were three checkpoints, and we'd, we'd go and we'd get one checkpoint and, and go on to the next leg. And when the points were all tallied, we were in last place. But I tell you what, as far as we were concerned, we won. Because we were out there to enjoy life and be grateful that my dad was alive. And be grateful that he, we had one more weekend to spend together. And grateful that he functioned enough that he could be riding a bike up and down these hills. And come plowing down these trails at 30 miles an hour on his bike. And it was just, it was just phenomenal. And in that gratitude, you don't want to waste it. When you're grateful for life, you don't want to waste it. You want to enjoy it. You want to take the most of it. When we are grateful for our relationship with God, we don't want to waste a day with Jesus. We don't want to waste a moment. We want to take everyone that we possibly can. 
I'm telling you, what we need to call a success in our relationship is that we look at a day and say, did I spend some time with God today? And I don't care what else you got done if you didn't spend some time with God. In my opinion, and on Brandon Clark's scale, if I have a day that I didn't do that, I messed up. I did not make the most of that day. I did not celebrate. And not celebrate the life that we have in Christ. See, there's some other ways that we can say thanks. We can say thanks through songs and music. Us in the Christian world, we call that praise and worship. But songs and music, it's, that's what we just did. You know, and some people are, are, are quietly introspective. And they're just meditating and, and thinking on, on what, all that God had done for them. And they're just being, they're being grateful. And maybe even just quietly up in their corner saying, thank you, Jesus. And other people are like rust. And they just can't contain it. And they're just headbanging and jumping all around. And they're just grateful. And both ends of the spectrum are Okay. It comes back down to the heart. You don't have to be a jumping headbanger to give good thanks to God through praise and worship. But you know what? If you want to express it that way, you're absolutely all right to get a little rowdy in gratitude for Jesus. It should bring an expression and, and in music. I mean, my goodness, throughout history, when somebody felt something deeply, they would write music or poetry and begin to express it. How much more us? You and I, when we begin to be thankful for all that God has done, it begin to show up. God, you are worthy to be praised. Psalm 7, 17 says, I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness and will sing praise to his name of the Lord Most High. Psalm 28, 7 says, the Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him, and I am helped. My heart leaps for joy, and I will give thanks to him in song. Matthew 26, 30, we see that Jesus and his disciples bring praise and thanks to God through song. It says, and after a song of praise to God, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Most translations simply say, and after they had sung a hymn. But a lot of people don't connect with that, with the hymn word. And it's simply a song of praise to God. I'd love you to notice that right here, that Jesus, whenever he had went out to the Mount of Olives, that was when things, the, everything really took full course. He was just about to be betrayed and arrested and beaten and crucified. And going into that, right before that, <laughs> he is singing a song of praise. Ah, that is just so phenomenal. We can also thank, say thanks through prayer by simply saying it in prayer. John eleven forty one says, so they took away the stone, and then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. This is Jesus talking to Father God, and he in prayer says, I thank you, God, that you hear me. 
You know what? Sometimes I do that in prayer. I'll come in and I'll start it. And I'll do the very same thing. God, I thank you that you hear me, that I'm not wasting my time. I don't just get in here and just doing some gratuitous time in prayer and just speaking these things to God. That God, you're hearing me right now. Thank you, God, for that. And that you move on my behalf, that you love me. And we can simply say thank you to God in a time of prayer. Daniel 6.10. Daniel had the, the story of Daniel in the lion's den. And, and uh, he was a, a righteous man. And the, the, the folks that weren't so righteous were jealous of him promoting in the kingdom. And they wanted to get rid of him. And he wouldn't sin in any way. So they figured out a way to make him violate a law. And made a law against praying to, to any other god but the king. Well, Daniel was not going to violate his heart of knowing that worshiping the one true God. And so here we are in Daniel 6.10. It says, and, and now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened toward Jerusalem and three times a day he got down on his knees and prayed giving thanks to his God just as he had done before. It was his regular act of prayer and thanks to God. It ought to be a regular part of mine and your lives. We can also thank, say thanks through our giving. This is one of the things in the Old Testament, they would have all these different kinds of offerings. And you, each one is, is this type and shadow, and, and you can study them out. And there, was, there were these thank offerings. And seeing this, what is, what is unique about a thank offering is a thank offering could only be given by somebody who had already had what's called atonement done. And that's this big word for being made right with God. That, that the, the sacrifices for their sin, the sacrifices for all of those things had already been done. There was no compulsory reason. This wasn't from their, their tithes that they were required to bring. This wasn't to, because they had sinned and all this. It was somebody who was in right standing with God. And then they would bring this offering of their choice. And it would be this thank offering. And it was just, God, thank you. And they would, begin, they would just give to the use of the, of God's work there in the temple or whatever, and we begin to give of that, and it was this thank offering. Well, guess what? You and I, once we are in Christ, we live perpetually in that place where we are right before God. We stand right because of Jesus. We stand right. So all of our giving should be these wonderful thank offerings. Yes, we all understand the principle of the tithes and the offerings, and we do that, but you know what? Cutie and I, in our 16 years of marriage, when we write out our checks of giving, we have never written the word tithe on the memo. In 16 years, it has always been, thank you, Lord. And that was it. We are just so grateful that God loves us and provides for us and has been so wonderfully faithful to us. I'm not saying that's the right way to do it. I'm just saying that's the way, that's the way we're moved to do it. And we always write on that, and it's just, thank you. God, you are so good. And what a privilege it is to take some of what you've blessed my life with 
and give it back to see that that blessing goes out to other people. What a privilege it is to do that. And I know that as y'all make sacrifices, especially as times are tougher right now, that man, that those checks could be going to so many other things. But because we're thankful for what God has done in our lives, and we take those and we write those checks and we give that cash and we do it, and man, we take it seriously of being good stewards over those funds to make sure that they accomplish the work of the kingdom of God. Because those are our heart cries of gratitude to God for being our provider and being in our lives. See Psalms 116 verse 17 is, I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. Psalms 50 verse 23 says, He who sacrifices thank offerings honors me. And that guy, he prepares the way so that I may show him the salvation of God. Our gratitude and us being willing to, to let that touch every aspect of our lives, even in our, even in our finances, it prepares the way of salvation. I mean, that is just awesome that we can be a part of that. Like, like John the Baptist went preparing the way for Jesus. Then even here, our thank offerings prepare the way. It is just an awesome, awesome thing. And last of all, I want us to recognize that when we give thanks to God, we're doing something that mirrors heaven itself. We bring a little bit of heaven down into our daily lives when we give thanks to God. Because thanks to God is perpetually happening in heaven and will for eternity. We are participating in something that is eternal. It's not just something that's temporal. It's not just something that has this little window of existence. When we are, when we are thanking God, we, we are participating in something that is so much bigger than our time, our lives, or who we are. Let's look here in Revelation 7. We get, in a, we get a little picture, a little glimpse of what's happening in heaven. Revelation 7, verse 11 through 12. It says, all the angels were standing around the throne. That's God's throne. And around the elders and the four living creatures. And they fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Man, I tell you what, there is, as, just as a parent, it is so sweet whenever one of my kids comes up and just out of nowhere, just for no reason, comes up and just gives me a big hug and just says, Daddy, thank you for taking care of us. Thank you for being good to us. You just, it just melts you. And you're just like, you know, what, what else can I do? And they're not trying to get anything. They just want to say it. They just want to let you know. And I tell you what, man, our father loves it when we just recognize all the good that he is just pouring into our lives and dropping it here and dropping it there. My mom is a 
And I hope, Mom, I hope you're listening to this, and I hope this prompts you to get help. Because my mom is a Facebook junkie. She's addicted, and it's for something we're praying about. And my mother is addicted to Facebook. She's on it constantly. And she, <laughs> this is an intervention. We're beginning an intervention. And uh, she even had to get the new phone that has the, uh, the internet capabilities so she could Facebook from anywhere. She could be like in Walmart and she's standing in line and get a little minute. She get on there and Facebook and say something like, oh, this candy bar in Walmart aisle looks awesome. There. And so, I mean, just people say random silly stuff on Facebook. I really appreciate Facebook. It's a, it's a great pastoral tool and it's allowed me to, to connect with a lot of different people. But my mom is just, she's just, she just loves Facebook. It's just one of her things. And anyways, but right now on Facebook is she took and uh, decided that, uh, and somebody prompted her to or challenged her to do this, and that uh, for the days leading up to Thanksgiving, because if you're not familiar with Facebook, you have this, the little top you can put in your status and just kind of how you're feeling, just kind of whatever's up with you. And then in her status that she was going to put something different that she was thankful for every day and just kind of let the whole world know of what she was grateful for and what she was thankful for. And she had no idea I was about to be doing a thanks series and gave me this wonderful illustration. And uh, anyways, but it has, she has just consistently just starting in the beginning of November and has just worked and every day laid out something that she is thankful for and having it culminate on Thanksgiving Day. And you know, that is a wonderful exercise that you and I should be able to do. In fact, if, if I was going to tell you, and, and I've, I'm, I like journaling, I've been somebody who's, who's journaled better at other times than at other times, but have consistently journaled in some way in my life. And if I was going to tell you to start journaling and journaling in just one simple way, is simply have a gratitude journal. And just every day at the end of the day, pop that thing open and write some things that you are just thankful that God has done in your life. I'm telling you, you can just begin to shift. You begin to see God working where maybe you hadn't seen it before. Because God is continually moving on our behalf. And we get so in the flow of everyday life and we can so overlook it. It is a powerful thing. But also we've got to look down and we cannot talk about our thanks towards God and thanks without pulling this scripture in, I believe, here out of Second Timothy. Because a lack of gratitude is a barrier to us truly loving God. Second Timothy 3 verses 1 through 4 says, but mark this. There will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of of God. Right there in the midst of all of that other mess is simply ungrateful. You know, a lot of times I think that 
when in a lot of our relationships that begin to break down, a lot of times we can begin to look back and see a breakdown in gratitude. And just being thankful that that other person has put up with you that long. <laughs> I have to tell my wife, baby, thank you for putting up with me and my, uh, my different issues. And, and that I annoy you sometimes. And all of those different things, just this gratitude comes in and it begins to, to shape and it keeps life going. We need to make sure and, and let's choose to be people who were regularly saying, thank you, God. Thank you, God. You are so good. You are so awesome. And when God pours out something in our lives, it's not that we're taking credit for it. It's that we just recognize the goodness of God in our lives. All right, Crick, what we want to do is I want to make an opportunity for anybody who needs to enter 